from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Big, big show on tap. Baby Bird, Noah Eagle, going to join the program <laughs> for the very first time. That's Ian's son, the radio play by play voice of the Clippers. He's done the NFL playoffs um, for Nickelodeon. And he also works for the Tennis Channel, so we might have some questions on the French Open. Huh? I thought that's what we brought him on for. Well, I was going to talk about the ineptitude of both franchises. Zero playoff wins. Tell your dad we're tied here, <laughs> Clippers and, and Nets this year. Interesting night on the ice. The champs delivered the knockout punch and the sweep of the Florida Panthers to move mm-hmm. on to the Eastern Conference Finals last night. And a Benningtonless Blues give up three goals in a heartbeat in the second period. Colorado takes firm command of that series. We'll talk about the two games on the ice tonight, and we have some NBA playoff action, and let's start there, Amal, where the Boston Celtics delivered an early, and I mean early, knockout punch to the Miami Heat last night to even that series 2-2. I was at my son's hockey practice. It was like 20 minutes into the game. I looked down for an in-game number. I hadn't seen a score, and they were minus 18 and a half, and I said, what? And I looked up. It was 23-4 to at that point, Amal. In the last 17 playoff games, the average margin of victory has been 19.8. Only two of those 17 games have been decided by six points or less. Uh, But to the the Heat's credit, they did win the fourth quarter last night to make it their third quarter (laughs) out of 16 in the series that they've won. Great job by the starters last night for the Heat. Getting 18 points, 3.6 points per starter. Very impressive. They were able to rest for game five, which (laughs) will be in South Florida tomorrow night. Here's my question, Amal. It seems like now, even more than before the series started, the bettors and the bookmakers think that this is the Celtics series to win. Now, the series price adjusted to Celtics minus $1.65. Now? They were minus $105 yesterday. They are now, with two of a possible three games in Miami, a $1.65 favorite uh, and a one-point favorite on the road in game number five. Do you agree with those numbers? I do not. I think the Heat should, excuse me, the Celtics should be somewhere around 130 or 140. I also think the game should be a pick I think we'll see a refocused Miami team. You know, sometimes when a team's back is against the wall, you get a much better effort, and we saw that out of Boston in this particular spot. I thought it was a really crucial game for them. Give them a ton of credit. They responded. And, Mike, you talk about a game. Uh, that was completely over from the jump. I, I think I saw 8 nothing, and I go, this thing is done. I didn't watch once I saw the score. There was yeah. no need to watch. I checked third quarter. They were down 30. Uh, no need to watch the game. Amal, with the Celtics being a $1.65 favorite, you think it is more likely 
that Boston wins a game in Miami or that Miami wins game six in Boston? Uh, my, uh, Boston wins in Miami. Well, first of all, they have twice as many chances. I, I understand <laughs> that, but they're going to have to in order to win the series. Yeah, exactly. At, exactly. at some point. And what it's seeming to say is they're about a dollar, about two to one favorite to do so because you can't assume with certainty that they're going to win game six at home in Boston. You, you can't make a minus a million there. They're going to be about a six or seven point favorite again as they were. The most likely outcome in the futures market is that Boston wins the next two games. Boston in six plus 160, the Heat in seven, or the Celtics in seven plus 250, and the Heat in six plus five dollars. That was plus six dollars yesterday if you wanted to take a shot at that. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I think Boston right now, the way they have focused in the two games off the losses has been unbelievable. Uh, do we get a focused Boston team in game number five? I believe we do. I don't know, though, that they're going to be able to win the game. I think Miami's going to be very focused as well. I think Spoh is a terrific coach. Um, you know, we've seen them respond very nicely so far in the series, both sides. So this is going to be a tough game. I think it's where the in game comes in. And I think this is going to be a far more competitive game. We talked about the market for the Eastern Conference MVP. Remember, Jimmy Butler was the favorite heading into last night. Jason Tatum, the second choice. Jalen Brown was 4-1. to one. Now, Jason Tatum, even money, Amal. Jimmy Butler, plus 170. And you're Jalen Brown, 8-1. to one. Bam, 12-1. to one. Uh, Well, you know, Tatum, obviously, no surprise there with the way things are going. Um, I think Jimmy Butler, what's the Miami's odds to win the NBA title? Well, let's take a look at that. Because I think uh, right now, Miami's odds to win the NBA title are uh, plus five dollars. I would take Jimmy Butler six to one. Don't you believe that in terms of the NBA finals and winning it all, Jimmy Butler is probably the most reasonable uh, solution for Miami in terms of winning the MVP? Well, I would be shocked if they won it and someone else won it. Right. Whereas I think with uh, Golden State, technically it could be somebody else besides yeah. Steph. And with Boston, I think it could also be potentially Jalen Brown. All right, let's. Uh, oh, one more thing. This is interesting. Who has the most total points in the Eastern Conference this market? Now, it's not points per game, but most total points in the series. Jason Tatum, who has 97, is your favorite right now at $1.35. Jalen Brown is actually the leader with 100 points in this series. He's plus 130, three points ahead of Tatum. Jimmy Butler, 16 points behind Brown and 13 points behind Tatum, 10 to 1. Um, I, I can see why Tatum would be the guy there in that spot, even though he is um, just three points. I mean, he's three points behind. Would you lay a dollar thirty-five with him? Yeah, I think I would. You would. You yeah, wouldn't I take the so. plus one thirty with uh, with Jalen Brown. No, I don't think so. All right, let's move on to the Western Conference. We saw in hockey last night, Tampa Bay closed out uh, at home against Florida. Can the Warriors tonight close out? The Western Conference semifinals and punch their ticket. Uh, the Western Conference finals and punch their ticket into the NBA finals again. Still, begrudging public has the Mavericks as a single point favorite tonight in this game with a total of 215.5. Yeah, I mean, look, you're in a situation where you have nothing to lose if you're Dallas. So you're going to come out, you're going to just kind of throw caution to the wind and go for it. But um, I think if you're Golden State, you want to get this thing done. You know, Miami and Boston are looking already at six games. You want to get yourself in a position. Now, I, I know the NBA will, you know, they'll get their advertising ready for the finals sometime probably in August. Um, but, you know, they take that break, right? We'll have an extended break for no reason. Um, but to me, I think if you're Golden State, you don't want to give Dallas any life. Because the one thing is they're still capable of shooting the three-point shot. And let's say they catch fire and they get on, get on track. They win game four and somehow steal game five. I think there's a very good motivational piece for Steve Kerr to use with his team is the fact that they beat Phoenix by 30 at home in Game yeah. 7. You can circle that and say, we don't really want to take a chance on them doing that to us. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think Golden State's done a nice job of answering the bell whenever Dallas has you know, tried to make a push. And you know, the one thing that I overlooked was the collapse in Game number 2 by Dallas. 18-point lead, mm -hmm. you've got to figure out a way to win that game. It changed the dynamic of the series. Mentally, it didn't seem like they were ready to answer the bell in Game number 3. Yeah. Um, series spread is Warriors minus two and a half games, minus $8. Mavericks plus two and a half games, plus $4. If you like the Mavericks to win tonight, mm -hmm. right, which is a parlay, this plus $4 is a parlay of the Mavericks the next two games. If you like them to win tonight, instead of laying a point, wouldn't it be better to take the plus $4 on two and a half games and you can take the Warriors in game five? Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Absolutely. Just looking at the math of it. Um, 
Warriors in four minus 110, which is the odds tonight. Warriors in five plus 160. Would you bet both of them? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. Yeah, I just You're going to get involved in this game tonight? No. I like the Warriors. I think See? the wrong team is favored here. Yeah, I don't think uh, it's necessarily a bad uh, call there. Uh, and I go back to your point about you have game two in your pocket. You could go back to Dallas tied and all the pressure on Golden State, and you just didn't answer the bell in the second half. Western Conference Finals MVP, Amal. Steph Curry is a 20-1 to favorite to win it. Andrew Wiggins, 20-1. to Green, 30-1. to Jordan Poole, 30-1. to Luka, 30-1. to Is this Steph's already? Uh, it seems to be the case. Yeah, nobody's laying minus 2,000 here. And then yeah. you, you referenced this earlier. Um, odds to win. Warriors are $1.55 to win the NBA title. Celtics were Celtics and Heat were both plus 330 going into that game four yesterday. Celtics now plus 240 to win the title. Heat plus $5. And the Mavs still 60 to 1. Uh, I think it's really going to, it feels like it's going to come down to Boston and uh, Golden State. You could take both teams right now if you like it at a plus price, or you can take Warriors and Heat. I mean, you can put yourself in a scenario where it's pretty good if you like either of those two dogs coming out of the East. Terrific match going on in Paris right now. I know you're involved. Alex Deminauer won nine consecutive games and winning the third, fourth set six love to force the fifth set. And then the first three games of this set, Gaston serving up 6-5 for the match. Yeah. I think this is four consecutive breaks of serve in this match. Oh, yeah. It doesn't come as much as a surprise on Clay. I mean, you could wind up with six, six, seven breaks of serve in a set and it doesn't come as a shocker. Clay court is, I mean, it's just being able to rally. It negates the strength of the uh, serve. And so it really changes in terms of how much a power server can have an impact. Not that Diminauer or Gaston is a power server, but in terms of how impactful the serve is. How much is it an advantage for Gaston with the home crowd here? Well, it's kept him alive. I mean, look at, uh, you know, you mentioned that it was nine games in a row. He would have been done. But instead, um, he's been able to rally. And, and think about this in any sport. Whenever you have the home crowd, that kind of uplifts you. I don't know if you watched it earlier. It was fun, at least. Songus. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave it well, quite an effort here. Yeah, what he said set. would be his last match, right. right? When he this was his last French Open. Yeah, but was very competitive against the top ten player. Well, listen, yeah, uh, <laughs> was it a Casper Rudy was yeah, up against? Rudy. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you look at song as Joe Willie used to be a terrific player. Top ten players had some great was success. Was ranked as high as number five in 2012. Yeah, he's had some great success yeah. in his career. He's beaten Roger. He's beaten Rafa, um, Novak. So, you know. Unfortunately, for a lot of these players, they played in an era where you just had three guys that have combined to win 61 majors. He's a little heavier now than maybe at the top four. He's, he's been injury-prone the last couple of years. He's older. Uh, last few years, he's been uh, he's older. So, uh, you know, look, obviously a guy like him who's French wants to close it out in Paris. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't go his way, but I thought he was really competitive Forced today. tiebreakers. Yeah, I know. I mean, it was impressive. Absolutely competitive. Still with that two-handed backhand of his. <laughs> in this day, uh, it's rare indeed. The Visa and Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything Visa has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's Daily Major League Baseball Best Bets, Jonathan Van Tobel with Best Bets all the way through the NBA Finals, and Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice. We won't forget about NFL preseason coverage. And we've got you covered on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. When we come back, Lord Stanley and his cup. Big game at Madison Square Garden tonight. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties and two strings, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one ranked nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. This product does contain nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. In 15 minutes, we'll have Noah Eagle to discuss some French Open action, which we're following here with much interest. But right now, let's get to the, to the NHL last night, uh, Amal. Tampa Bay closes out against Florida. How much of an advantage is this for them for the Eastern Conference Finals now that they can rest and wait for the Rangers or possibly uh, Carolina? Well, I think it's huge because remember, they went seven games in the first round. The Rangers went seven in the first round, and so did Carolina. Now you're looking at two teams that are at a minimum five. You're playing a day ahead. You're also rested. I think it's going to be a big impact for a team that's a little bit more, uh, has more tread on the tires from the last couple of seasons in terms of what they've been able to, Excuse me, what they've been able to do in the postseason. Gives them a chance to heal up, uh, Braden Point especially. Uh, in the second game last night, the Avs found themselves down one nothing after the first period, but scored three goals in about two and a half minutes. Uh, went up 4-1. to one. Blues rallied with two goals yeah. late in, uh, in uh, the second, but that was it for them. Uh, empty netters, and Colorado again covers the puck line. And your parlay, which you had last night on the money line, Celtics- uh, and abs. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. I thought the goal that made it 5-3 in favor of um, Colorado. Colorado, I thought it was a bad goal given up by uh, by Ville Husso. I thought the second goal uh, on the breakaway where they just, again, beat him short side. Yeah. They beating this guy short side. I mean, Con- I mean, if you're defensively and you keep a guy t- t- close to the boards, you cut that angle down. I don't understand as a goaltender that sees the shot and that today's modern NHL, you got to stop everything you see. Yeah, he has no confidence right now. It's it's disconcerting if you're a St. Louis Blues fan in terms of what uh, is going on at this point. Ruby has nobody to go to. No, exactly. It's, it's, it's Huso or Bust, and it looks like Bust. All right, tonight, game four from Madison Square Garden. Rangers got game number three, three to one. Hurricanes were a short favorite. Amal, it comes back, same price. Hurricanes minus $1.15. Total five and a half. We've seen these totals, the lowest of any of the four, uh, going in the second round here. Series odds, Hurricanes still minus 320. Yeah, I think Carolina's in good position. But look, I'm telling you, Mike, don't discount the Rangers. This team is tough. They're dangerous. Uh, They're playing well defensively, and that's the most important thing if you're looking at it from a a Rangers standpoint. Got a great opportunity to be able to still pull this thing out, and I think they're going to really make this tough on the Carolina Hurricanes. All three games have gone under. In this series so far, comes back a total five and a half, uh, juice to the under, minus $1.30. First period started out plus 105 in this series. It, we're looking at the first period juice movement like we saw in the Dallas Calgary series. Now the first period one and a half today went from minus 120 in game three, minus 145 tonight in game number five, uh, four. Yeah, no surprise by the big move with the, when you look at how these two teams have been able to defend throughout the course of this uh, series. Uh, 
it's going to be whichever team can minimize the mistakes. I think if you get a couple, <laughs> excuse me, a couple of early goals, you look to take an under uh, if you can get a you know a bigger number. But this has been a defensive series. Yeah. Uh, let's move out to the West. Flames Oilers. Now the Flames were favored in game number three at Edmonton, a dollar fifteen, a dollar twenty in some places. Edmonton wins again. Another strong effort from Mike Smith, four to one. First game in the series that went under. Come back tonight. Oilers now a home favorite of Mall. A dollar fifteen. Total still six and a half. And the series odds, the Flames a dollar ninety before the series started. The Oilers with a two one lead. Now a dollar ninety in series. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction from a price standpoint, but I, I don't think you can discount either side. I think Edmonton is still very much alive. I think when you look at it from a standpoint of Calgary, they win this game, and all of a sudden the tables turn. So uh, let's see how they respond today with an opportunity tonight in Edmonton. I want to get your theory on betting here. So it's specific to to real life example. You know, I have the Rangers at twenty six to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, for 300 that I bet back uh, in February. So to hedge the Rangers, I bet a series, a parlay of the Hurricanes yeah. and Calgary. Uh, I bet also $3 at plus, this pays plus 137, this parlay. Yeah. If, if the Hurricanes win tonight in New York and take a 3-1 series lead, I'm thinking about then coming back with the Oilers to hedge the hedge. Yeah, but I don't understand. Why did you parlay Carolina to Calgary? Because I didn't want to lay... I, I thought Calgary had a big advantage in this series in goaltending, and I didn't want to lay 190 uh, on my hedge with the Hurricanes. But why? You're at 26-1. to 1. I mean, like, the, pr- the well, problem is now you've you got to rely on... I know on... that the problem is, and that's what I'm t- talking about. If the Rangers win tonight... I'm hoping the Rangers win the series and I keep my ticket alive through the final four. Yeah, but you can't hedge any scenario where you could potentially lose both plays. It doesn't make sense, right? Like if you're middling a number on a game, you can't take, you know, a friend of mine called me the other day. He had the Mavericks and he had a big bet on the Mavericks and want to get off. But he goes, should I take Golden State minus seven and a half? I said, what happens if Dallas loses this game by between one and seven or they win by what? Three, I think three and a half was line, whatever it was to seven. You can get beat so many different ways. Either you go Golden State money line and hope that Dallas doesn't make the push all the way back, or you just kind of, uh, you know, kind of eat it for what it is. Well, I have it where I have it. So forget about whether you disagreed with the parlay as a hedge. What I'm saying is if the Hurricanes take a commanding 3-1 lead tonight, mm-hmm. then I think I have to bet the Oilers because if the Oilers take a 3-1 lead, I'm in big trouble. But yeah. if the Hurricanes lose and it's 2-2, I have to just let it go. Right, but let's say it is 3-1 in favor Hurricanes. of the Hurricanes. Uh-huh. What's the guarantee that, you know, I mean, that they're going to win the series? Well, I, I like it a lot. I, I understand what you're saying. And they're going to go to be like a $758 favorite, too, the way these markets work. No, I, I understand that. But what I'm saying to you is that um, I, I just, I, I think you're convoluting the whole situation. I think at this point in time. Should you I just have, let it go? Yeah, you sit back. And, and, and cheer for the Rangers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like, Mike, they're a game. There's two games to one. It's not like this team's been losing the way we saw uh, some of the teams in the first round. I, I can't recall right now, but, you know, when Boston went down to Carolina, they looked like they had no chance. They could have played 100 games there. It looked like they would never win a game there. Lightning right now are $1.30 to win the Eastern Conference, having already uh, made their way into that series. Hurricanes plus $1.55. Rangers plus eight fifty. Hurricanes will have home ice over the Lightning if that's the matchup in the Eastern Conference Finals. What do you think the series price would be? Uh, I think it'll be pretty short, probably Carolina 130 or 125. So if you like the Lightning, you'd wait till that matchup materializes. You wouldn't bet the Lightning today at minus 130. No. All right. Western Conference, Avalanche are 220. Oilers plus $4, Flames plus $5, Blues 35 to 1. Aren't the Avalanche going to be more than a 220 favorite over the Oilers or the Flames? Maybe not yeah. the Flames. Oh, well, I still think they're going to be pretty I bet prohibitive. this right now. I think this is a cheaper price than what you're going to get when you know the matchup. I tend to agree with you, and especially if it's Edmonton that comes through. Yes, exactly. They'd probably be close to $3. Yeah. So I think this is worth a bet. Right now, as we look, Stanley Cup odds, Avalanche plus 135, the Lightning plus 260, Hurricanes plus 475, the Oilers are 9-1, to one, Flames plus 950, Rangers 22-1, to one. And the Benningtonless Blues, eighty to one. Uh, I think St. Louis in serious trouble. Uh, but when you look at the rest of this, um, I still think Colorado, even though they can get there, Tampa's a dangerous team. 
You look at the Hurricanes at plus 475. Um, I'm, I'm not going to side with the Oilers because their defense and Calgary still has to overcome Edmonton, which they're very capable of doing. I would actually look at the Flames for this series price instead of taking the Oilers. I mean, them necessarily to win at all. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. Um, but 950 is not bad considering where they are. If they win today, all of a sudden, the odds are going to change drastically. Would you consider taking both an avalanche and a lightning bet today at plus 135 and plus 260? Um, no, because I'm not convinced that as much as I like Tampa, I don't think they're necessarily a lock to get through Carolina or even potentially the Rangers. Yeah. I think these could be very competitive series that just come down to, first of all, health, and then goaltending. Hugo Caston prevails in his five-set match in the Super tiebreak in the fifth. How much trouble is Simona Halep in right now in the third set? Uh, I haven't seen the score in the third set yet, but I know she was there. And uh, after winning the first set, you'd figure someone of her caliber would be able to put away uh, the young player she was up against in Schunk uh, from Germany. But right now, um, it's just starting the first service game for her in the third set. She was 40-1 to 1 after she won the first set, minus 4,000. Yeah, I think she was minus 1,800 before the match, yeah. so no surprise on that uh, price once the match got going and she won the first set. Is Schunk worth a play right now? Uh, yeah, I think so, depending on what the price is. I mean, you know, she's very much alive in this thing, dominated that second set there. So you look at it, and, you know, she wins at 6-1. So uh, she's definitely got a chance here. Right now, uh, they are in the third set. Uh, Halep's uh, serving right now in the first game, and they're at deuce. Shunk, plus 340 right now. Um, boy, it feels like the odds should be a little bit longer. You got to lay 450 with Halep. Yeah, uh, I still think someone will find a way through with her experience. Uh, and as you get closer to closing this thing out, can the girl do it on the other side? You know, Halep's been there, done that. All right. When we come back, first time guest Noah Ego will join the program. I'm going to ask him if Ega's on a run like Martina. Is she unbeatable in this year's French? This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Check out VSIN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24 7 stream of VSIN experts, tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sports books right here in Las Vegas and all across the country. Download the VSIN Best Bets podcast now at slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. And it's my pleasure to welcome to our program for the very first time, Noah Eagle. Noah, your dad's been a great guest for us uh, for the first two years of the program, and we've been talking to him about getting you on, and today's the day. Thanks for taking the time. Well, he's been a great guest. I'll be a better guest, or at least I'll try my best to do it. I told him we were only doing it in the hopes of getting you on, letting him come on again and again to promote those <laughs> Those New Jersey, those Brooklyn Nets, they can't win a game. They won the same number of games as the Clippers. Noah is the play-by-play voice of the Clippers. You might know him as the voice of the NFL on Nickelodeon, but also works for the Tennis Channel. And that's where we, w- we would like to focus today on the French. Two weeks ago, maybe it was three weeks ago, I took, I took Igus Fiatek at 2-1 to one, uh, to win the French Open. And I know Amal said that's a pretty short for a futures price. But the waves have sort of parted here. She's won 24 or 25 in a row, gotten little resistance Krejcikova is out now. Um, Osaka out. The seas sort of parting for her again like they did two years ago. Simona Halep now more than a $2 favorite to win this tournament. Is that price justified? I, I would say the way that Iga Fiontek has played mm-hmm. over the last couple of years, basically since she won this event in 2020 as a teenager, has justified any sort of confidence anyone should have in her. She is clear-cut the number one player in the world right now without the likes of Ash Barty anymore, who retired from the sport about a month or two ago. And without Ash, it feels like Iga has had her way for the most part. Now, I do think there are some legitimate competitors in the field. Garbina Muguruza losing in round one is a, a huge moment for her because that's someone who has had a lot of success on the surface, has had success in big events. To go down that early and not have to worry about her potentially later in the draw is huge. You know, Coco Goff is someone who's won this as a junior and has been knocking on the door 
she's had breakthroughs certainly for her age at such a young age to go and do what she did at Wimbledon to follow it up at the U.S. Open. And then even in 2020, she was still so young at Roland Garros to win a match and to have a chance to win a second match. She's proven that on the big stage, she's not going to. Sh- and it's starting to get to that time of, OK, where's that breakthrough? I think the American women are going to be right there to challenge. But Iga Fiontek on this surface is so, so tough. I would not bet against her. I think it was a, a very safe bet, but the right bet on your part. Noah, outside of Paula Badosa, who struggled kind of coming into the uh, French Open when you look at the clay court season in Europe, I, I don't see anybody. Contabate goes out in the first round. She struggled the last few months. I mean, reached, what, uh, five, won five titles last year, had a tremendous 2021 uh, there just doesn't seem to be anybody right now. You mentioned Ash Barty retiring. If Ash was still playing, I'd be on her. But I, I don't see a challenger. Do you see anybody barring injury who's really going to be able to put up a challenge? Let's be real here. Simona is not the same Halep of 2016-2017 at Roland Garros. Yeah, that was that was the name I would mention. You know, I, I think that Simona Halep is an incredible competitor. That is the one thing that she will always have for her. No matter the physical state she's in, mentally, you know she's going to give it 150%. So she might just have one of those days. And quite honestly, with these tournaments especially, it comes down to just having one of those days sometimes where maybe you're just a little bit better than the best player on the planet. And it just so happens to be in the biggest moment of your career or of the year. But if I was a betting man, and I know this is a betting show, I would not go against Iga Fiontech. She's just been that dominant over the course of really the last couple of years, but certainly to start this tennis season in particular. And this is her surface. This is where she really breads her butter in particular. So if I had to choose, I'm taking her over the field times out of 10. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there completely. Let's go to the men's side. I think there's three real competitors here. Now, Sitsipas has got a great draw in terms of getting into the final. But I still don't think, and in five sets at a place like Roland Garros, whether it's Rafa, Alcarez, or uh, Novak Djokovic, he's going to be able to come through. Last year, for people that aren't aware, he led the first two sets against Novak and then collapsed. I, Noah, I've got Novak Djokovic going back-to-back. And I understand he's got a tougher draw, but I think when you look at the Joker and his greatness is in these lengthy matches, he's defeated Rafa twice at Roland Garros. This is a guy who's won 106 matches in Paris, and has only lost three times, twice to the Joker, once to Robin Soderling. As well as Rafa's capable, I think his best days at Roland Garros are behind him. And then the young gun from Spain, Carlos Alcaraz, 19 years old. I think he's got all the makings, all the tools, but I think he's a little bit a year ahead of schedule. I think next year is his year. I still think it's Novak this year. What do you think? I mean, you're at, you're basically asking me to choose Chick-fil-A or Popeyes. Like, you can't go wrong with any of those choices. You know what I mean? They're both outstanding chicken sandwiches, although I do maybe like the Popeyes one a little bit better. In that case, I would say Popeyes is my Rafa Nadal. Like, they are chicken, and he is clay court. And it's so hard for me. I know that he's still never going to be of his powers anymore. But he is similar to Simona Halep in the sense that you know he's going to lock in. Yeah. And even if he's not 110 or 50 or whatever percent physically there, he's going to be 200 percent mentally there. And sometimes he's just willing himself to the finish line. So I always made a, a deal with myself for the last several years. And I've always been a Rafa guy growing up as a fan of the sport. But my deal was this. Never pick against Rafa Nadal in a best of five setting on the red clay. Now, Novak Djokovic, not only should he be on a mission, I think he is on a mission to prove that, one, the Australian Open, that would have been different had things been different, circumstances been different, he'd been there. Would it have been different if maybe he could play in certain events? All this stuff, right? Because now we're talking about legacy talk, about most Grand Slams of all time. And if Novak does win this one, it sets him up potentially now down the road this this season, not just in his career, but this season, which is important to him. And he's talked about that. He's talked about the fact that more than anything at this point in his career, with everything he's already accomplished, his goal right now is to go down as the greatest men's tennis player the sport has ever seen. And to do that, he's going to have to finish with more Grand Slams than both Rafa Nadal and Roger Federer to leave no doubt in anybody's mind. Because the number ones, he's going to have that record of most number ones, most weeks at number one, most consecutive year-end number ones, all that. That's Novak Djokovic now. The overall titles, he could easily get that. 
But the Grand Slam titles are going to mean something. It's going to mean a lot. And if he can take two in a row from Rafa Nadal, he knows as well as anybody in the sport, any fan of the sport, he knows how far that can go. He knows and realizes if he takes two in a row from Rafa at Roland Garros, that is a huge bonus in trying to garner that title as the greatest of all time. As for Carlos Alcaraz, I agree. He's got all the tools. He's got all, everything is there. And it would honestly be a great story. It would be really good for tennis if he could find a way to win it this year. I don't think this is the time for him. I would say that year, that's probably a good timeline. As for Sitsipas, I wouldn't count him out. Like, that's the guy to me. If it's not going to be Rafa, that's who I'm taking. I think that he he is someone that's incredibly motivated. And you mentioned the draw is really favorable for him. But the way in which he lost last year in the final, that's got to stay with him. He's uber competitive. So I could see him absolutely running the table, getting to the final, and and really learning from his prior mistakes and finally breaking through with a Grand Slam. No, I want to ask you about one specific women's match early tomorrow morning, our time. Belinda Bencic is taking on the Romanian-Canadian Bianca Andreescu. Andreescu gave Ia Swiatek a very tough first set. She had her down a break on clay. Uh, but Andreescu, a plus 20 uh, underdog against Bencic tomorrow morning. I would probably lean towards Benchich there. Um, I'm not sure how well BB is moving right now. I think that's the biggest key. If BB's, she can beat anybody. You know, hardcore is generally her surface, but I'd be curious to see her on clay. And if she is moving fluidly, she's moving with good fluidity, then she's she's right there in any match. And, and that's the the key matches and Grand Slams is that they are still two out of three. And so if you have it rolling early, you can probably roll through your opponent if you're feeling good. And Benchich is somebody who, look, if things aren't going her way early, I could see that it could turn the tide towards Andrescu. But I, I would go with Benchich again. If I had to place a bet, it would be with her. Tend to agree with you. I'd like to see Belinda Benchich and Ulya Putinseva invest in a sports psychologist. My God, nobody goes off the <laughs> boil quicker than these two, Noah. Exactly, exactly. But I think that's just so common. It's so interesting talking to a lot of the former players, just how quickly things can unravel for you on the court and getting that inside perspective, especially watching a match with them. It's so enlightening to really understand all the ins and outs. And we know how mental of a game tennis is, especially when you're out there on a, a major court, a show court, and there are just fans everywhere, especially at this event, Roland Garros. These fans are they are into it, and as a result, I think that adrenaline, it, it pumps through you. So if Andrescu gets off to a good start, anything could happen. Tell Jason Goodall he had the greatest call I've ever heard in my life. Anisimova missed an overhead shot, and he goes, Whiskey, Tango, Foxtrot. It was unbelievable. I was dying laughing. That is not Goodall. That's great all. Yeah. <laughs> Noah, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, when we come back, our place. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers is your home for betting on the French Open. Log in any day of the French Open to receive a 20% profit boost that you can use live in play bet on the French Open. The top half of the men's straw is loaded and is shaping up to be an amazing Grand Slam event. Get your free profit boost today and every day at betrivers.com or on the Bet Rivers app. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Simona Halep, after having dropped the second set, 6-1, up 5-love in the third. Yeah, I said the price was a little bit too short there, minus 450, and uh, we see how taking care of business. Listen, this is a former world number one, runner-up at Roland Garros, Roland Garros champion. I mean, she's not getting bounced here in this spot. Is she the biggest obstacle to Igis Fiatek? Probably. Bedosa could be one as well. I mean, Mike, the, the, the players on the women's side are just Falling. I mean, this thing is like parting. This is the first round still. It's the round of 128, as they say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, two winners Friday. You give us the parlay winner yesterday. Anything yeah. you like tonight? I have not taken anything. No, not right, not today so far. All right. I went two and one yesterday. Let's see what we have on store tonight. I like the Warriors. I think they're the better squad. I think the heart's out of Dallas here. They blew the big lead in game two. Warriors should be favored in this game. I'll take them plus one here to close it out. Hey, hey Brit- Britain, give me the Mavericks. Okay. <laughs> this is an inside joke. Mike and I were having an argument before we came back from commercial. He was criticizing me because I didn't have any plays. I said, you know what? I don't care what you have, Mike. I'm just fading everything. What is But this, this, uh, this record is right. It should be 117, I believe, 110, or 118, 110, and 7. Plus 4.58 units. We picked up the German soccer game yesterday, yeah. two-unit winner. And win. everybody that got it in-game under 3.5 had no sweat at that all. That was an early you know, so, goal. You know, I want to go back to that for a second mm-hmm. real quick. You bring up a great point. Sometimes you give up an early goal, and now a soccer game, the floodgates, could potentially open up. Other matches, you end up with a huge advantage, taking a far better number, and it never even comes close. The right close. team scored, though, because yeah. it made the aggregate 1-1. If That's the other perfect. team scores and it's 2-0, I can't play that. Correct. I right? agree. And, yeah. I, and I don't like my 2.5, because now yeah. you're down two goals. you got to start taking chances. Um, we won all, also, Wheeler, another good, strong seven innings last night, and we won that game the first five easy yeah. with the Phillies, but we lost the total. Get the first 15 outs at 0-0, bottom of the third, and can't get under four. First five. Okay, Warriors for two units. I'm going to take a shot that Pavetta comes back to this performance that he had against the Astros. Uh, you know, I mentioned this Friday, and I didn't do it. Getting ahead of the curve on the Red Sox now. They've won five in a row, and they head to... Uh, they head to Chicago to take on the White Sox. We've talked about how good stuff CESA stuff is. I'll take the first five under four here. And if you get five, you beat me late 20 cents. And then, boy, I don't know how much of the Padres game you watched last night. I did not. I thought Craig Council was playing it like an exhibition game. <laughs> the Padres would get a runner on second. And he just kept the infield back. Ground ball, ground ball, run. Ground ball, bunt, run. And they tied the game up. And they win in extra innings. Now, Hader, for those of you that are betting full game here, Hader not available. Uh, for the Brewers this series in San Diego. I'm going to take Burns, and it's as much a fade as Snell as it is a play on Burns. Minus $1.42 here. This is a first five play in San Diego tonight. They shouldn't have let that game get away last night. Up 2 nothing with Hauser. Every time they, the Padres got a hit, they just let them move the runners around. Don't you got to play the infield in in the eighth inning when you're up one? I mean, you just, just give up the run. I don't get it. You would have played the infield in? Right? Yeah, I would play the infield in at the corners, first and third. I would not. It leads to a bigger inning. you got to sometimes concede the one. You can't allow the inning yeah. to explode. You know, um, I forgot which game it was over the weekend. I think it was the Phillies-Dodgers. And they brought the infield in in a situation I just couldn't understand. I think we asked Jeff about it on Monday. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of bringing the infield in unless you absolutely have to. I still think back to if the uh, Yankees were playing at middle depth 
Derek Jeter catches that Tony Womack ball. He sure, they sure do. Yeah, it's a different story to that World Series. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see going into the extra innings. All right, here's a game we've talked about this phenomena here, Amal. First five total, three. Rays and Marlins tonight from the Trop. McClanahan against your guy Pablo Lopez. Surprise McClanahan's this big of a favorite, but we all know the bookmakers love the Rays. McClanahan $1.65. The game total six and a half. First five total, three under plus 105. Either you bet the over Mm -hmm. uh, at six and a half, or if you want to take the over three, you can't bet it because, first of all, you got to limit them two runs to get a win. I I think it's very difficult. Cubs at the Reds. Uh, Marcus Stroman against Molly. Pick them here in this game. Reds now one, minus 115. Total eight and a half. (coughs) The reason I asked about this game of Molly here is because I lean Molly here on the rebound, and I'm just not a Marcus Stroman guy. I just can't back him. I tend to agree with you. He's inconsistent. ERA nearing five, whip over one and a quarter. Uh, I just don't like him in this spot either. Orioles at the Yankees uh, again tonight. It's uh, Zimmerman against Montgomery. Remember Zimmerman had the Yankees shut out for five innings the last time they were at Yankee Stadium. Uh, And speaking of Orioles and Yankees, Garrett Cole. More than a $3 favorite last night. Can't get the job done for the Yanks. Well, you know, he is the big-time ace. That guy's a winner. Couldn't beat the fake tough guy Couldn't in the, be, in the yeah. wild card game. <laughs> exactly. That's all I'll ever say. <laughs> Listen, I've said it all along. You signed this guy to $324 million or whatever it was, like he's Max Scherzer, like he's Jacob deGrom, like he's Clayton in his prime or Pedro in his prime. He's none of those things. This guy should be coming with a fraud slip. He had that one-year amazing year where him and Verlander down in Houston when they were cheating every which way they could. Verlander's come back to it this year. He hasn't since then. Yeah, I don't like my pitchers, uh, pitchers pushing maximum density. <laughs> Dodgers, uh, easy winner last night. Yeah. Uh, Don gets another decision, by the way, now. He's <laughs> eight, eight, nine decisions, one and eight. And they get uh, Bueller, Walker Bueller, uh, against Josiah Gray tonight. Dodgers, again, a $2 road favorite. Down a little bit off the uh, overnight of 235 down to 220. Dodgers on the run line, minus $1.35, total eight and a half of them all. Yeah, this Dodgers team uh, bouncing back after that Muncie error on Sunday did a nice job yesterday. Hopefully they didn't use up all their uh, run-scoring prowess uh, yesterday against the Nationals here. But um, I don't like this game. I'll tell you, Mike, I want to go to a game that caught my attention was the Mets-Giants. Mets Mets again? Mets score 13. The Giants are in trouble. They've lost five in a row. Logan Webb's on the bump tonight against Bassett. Total of seven and a half in this one. Don't you feel like that you got to come with the Giants here tonight? Maybe a potential run on play. I like teams coming on and losing streaks like this that are still solid teams. Uh, Bassett's been good. Yeah, he's been I, better than Webb. I might look at the total here if I could find a four. Three and a half over is juiced. If you could find a four, I might go first five and lay maybe 25 or 30 cents on the four. I just like getting the four because it takes five to beat you. I think it's a, it's really hard for me to bet threes and threes and a halves. Well, I'm, I, I wasn't asking you about the first five. You want my side here? Oh, well, I, if any, okay, fair I'll enough. I'll give you the Amal line. <laughs> but what about the seven and a half then? I mean, you're getting four runs there for innings six through nine. Also, you're getting what I thought should have been a seven on this game. This is the one thing I can't figure out. You got Lopez and Rasmussen at six and a half. Fine, no problem. But how is this game not a seven flat? Should be a seven flat. It's tough to score, although maybe it's influenced by the fact what the, Net, the Mets put up. 13. Uh, yeah, a big number last night. All right, let's get back to the games I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Phillies win the opener in Atlanta. Kyle Gibson, the pride of the University of Missouri, now on the bump tonight against Max Freed. The last time we saw Max Freed, they had a 4-0 lead on Corbin Burns in Milwaukee and couldn't hold it. Freed, $1.70 favorite at home tonight, total 8.5. Yeah, nobody from the University of Missouri has pride, so we're not going to back this team here in this particular spot with Gibby on the mound. Um, I don't like this Philadelphia team. Struggling too much. It's, it's Bryce Harper or nothing. And, you know, real Muto's not hitting. I mean, he's been horrific. He's, he's down at the bottom of that lineup now. And by the way, is Adubel Herrera having his contract? He must swing at every pitch regardless of where it is. Yes. It's unbelievable. The ball goes between his legs. Don't worry about it. He's going to swing. <laughs> Do you ever think you see the day where Sonny Gray would be a 255 favorite? Well, he is tonight against the Tigers <laughs> and Bo Brisk. <laughs> 255. What a number. How can that be? You almost have to bet the Tigers on principle. Up to 260. Um a total of eight of them all. Yeah, this Tigers team. Remember people said they were going to make some noise? 14 and 27. They have an yeah. opportunity with a loss tonight to get that win percentage to a nice 3-3-3. In Texas last week, Noah Syndergaard couldn't get out of the first inning. They really roughed him up. He gets a chance to avenge that outing tonight 
in the Big A against the Rangers. Dane Dunning on the hill for the visitors. Syndergaard, a $1.65 favorite total. Eight them all. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Syndergaard bounces back in this one. Um, not thrilled about 160. I thought this should be maybe closer to about 145 or 150 here with the Angels. I'm starting to like this Angels team a little bit. I know Jeff talked about week up the middle. They're an interesting team to watch, though. Do you think they're as effective as their 26-17 and 17 record? Oakland's terrible. Seattle's not a particularly good team. Texas is inconsistent. They'll I mean, make the playoffs for sure. Yeah, because I think when you look around... I hope they don't win the division. I have the Astros in that parlay to win the division. I, I think the Astros are just too talented. Even though they only have a one-game lead right now, I think over the 162, their talent will rise to the surface. And I don't want to sleep on a statement you made yesterday about the comeback D-backs. They gave up four in the top of the first to the Royals <laughs> last night. What was the final? 9-5? They just yes. come roaring back and win again, <laughs> even against Zach Grinke. Tonight, it's our guy Zach Gallen against Heasley for the Royals. I think the Royals have lost five or six in a row. Dollar ninety on the D-backs, total eight tonight. Can you explain to me? I like the snakes. I love the way this team competes. 10 Look at the money coming in on the D-backs. <laughs> yeah. They've been doing a great job coming yeah. back. But why are the Diamondbacks not a better franchise? Great place to live. I mean, I don't get it. Nice stadium. Yeah. Maybe they're getting there. Pitching coaches making all the difference. Corey Lavello <laughs> on the 12-year plan. Thanks for tuning in today, folks. Good luck with your plays tonight. And stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, it's Betting Across America. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.